Hello, and welcome back to part two of episode four of Juror Number One. So, what did you decide in this case? Innocent or guilty? It was a uh, crazy case. I mean, was there enough evidence to send him to jail forever? I don't know. Let's find out. This is part two of episode four. A murder in Colorado. So this is the story of the death of J.C. Taylor. She was found dead June 4th, 1994 in her apartment. And the man who was suspected was Robert Dewey. So, what do you think? Well, Robert was found guilty of this murder. And he was sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. So do you think that they got it right? Is that what you decided? The evidence just didn't seem like there was enough there to me. The 45% of the population that could have been their blood? That's reasonable doubt, you would believe, right? Nope, not in this case. So he was sent to prison for the rest of his life in 1996. So they started working on an appeal because he claims that he was innocent, that he did not do this crime. Well, it would take some time before his appeal would come through. It wasn't until 2007 when they really started working on his case. And in 2009, they started to retest the DNA. Well, what did they find in the DNA? Well, they found that all of the DNA that's in their fingernails and the semen, neither of them matched Dewey. So, he couldn't have been that murderer. And they also found that the blood that was on his shirt excluded the victim as a source. So all of that evidence that sent him to jail wasn't real. But there's something else they found. Oh, that pesky DNA. What they found when they ran the DNA from the semen and the fingernails is they got a hit in their database. This was years and years after this case. They found that the DNA that was in the semen and the fingernails was from another man 
who was already serving a life sentence. What? That's right. Crazy, huh? Well, get this. Back in 1989, a woman was found raped and murdered in Fort Collins, Colorado. And they couldn't find any suspects. There was... Um, the only suspect they had was maybe this young kid who was riding a BMX bike around her house around the time that it supposedly happened. Well, apparently this woman, a few days before she was murdered, someone broke into her house and stole all of her underwear. Yeah. Terrifying, right? Jesus, I'd, I'd move. So, yeah, so someone stole all of her underwear. Ten days later, she's dead. Well, years go by, and someone gets called to this house to work on a furnace, a repairman. Well, when he's working on the furnace, he finds these women's underwear inside the furnace half burnt. So, the repairman calls the police, and they come out to investigate it. Well, they find 13 pairs of women's underwear. Well, they come to find out that these underwear are from the woman who was murdered six years ago. So, they go in. They test him. They had fingerprints. They find out this is the man who killed him. He was only 16 when he killed this woman. And so his DNA was in the system. When they ran it against JC's murder, they found him. So this man had been sitting in jail knowing that he killed this other woman. While Dewey, our man, sat in prison. Well, finally, after all of that, in April of 2010, they finally dropped all the charges and vacated Dewey's conviction. And that same day, they filed the arrest warrant for the actual perpetrator, who was already in jail, and then he was convicted of her murder. Crazy story, huh? Another man sentenced to jail for something he didn't do. It'd be tough to be a juror, wouldn't it? Well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Farewell.